Mr. Lowdown, Mr. Lowdown, Mr. Lowdown, where are you going? I'm going home. Why are you going home? We have a game. What are you, well, y'all going to have to do it without me because I'm, I'm leaving. House of Hardcore is this weekend, and I'm not going to miss Mr. it. Mr. For Mr. Lowdown. Not for you, not for anybody. Mr. Lowdown, please give me your back. We'll take it Wait, back to the... Get, we'll take get off my Mr. back. Mr. Lowdown, give me your back, Mr. Mr. Lowdown. Do you want to catch your eye, Jamie? Because you're about to get these hands. No, don't, we, I we don't care. Don't have to do what I mean. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Mr. Lowdown. Hello, everybody. This is the face of the hill. Mouth for the bout, the whole effing podcast, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Don Strowman, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, the Don of a New Nation, Don Gerard Flames, the Big Sauce Man, Don DiBiase, Donnie Delaware, the Don Voltine Dream, the man that gravity remembered, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, and this is another episode of The Perfect Edge. And it's been a minute. It's been a while. A lot of things have been going on. Sorry for uh, the delay. I was sick one week. I was away another week. Uh, This week I have a little ankle injury that's hemming me up. But you know what? I'm going to prosper on. Um, The only reason you really didn't get an early episode is because I lost my voice last week. So kind of hard to do a podcast where your voice is pretty much gone and you sound weird. So, that being said, let's get right into it. I'm going to some of the rumors or things that are uh, on the news mill. This is uh, personal to me for football. Um, most of the guys on the Matt Madness Network are Eagles fans, and that's great. It's cool. No problem with that. However, I am a Saints fan. And we have Drew Brees for two more years, so that is something to celebrate. I'm very happy about that. Two more years of a good quarterback. I don't know what we're going to do after that, but as for right now, we will be happy and we will gladly take those two years. Also, there's a rumor out there that Floyd Mayweather says he is applying for his MMA license. Now, last time someone... Involved between him and Conor McGregor, it had this whole rumor of signing up for something. It was Conor McGregor signing up for a boxing license, and it was kind of like, mm, so what? Who cares? Da, 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 da. Eventually, that led to him and Floyd Mayweather fighting. Now, I know people are like, uh, Floyd's not going to Octagon, he's not going to Octagon. You know, at this point in life, I don't doubt anything anymore. Anything can happen. Do I want Floyd going to Octagon? No, it's going to be a completely different ballpark than just boxing. You're only worrying about fists coming at you. In MMA, you have to worry about someone trying to choke you, someone trying to kick you, someone trying to do anything to you other than just boxing. So I really would rather not him go into the octagon. Um, but in this day in life, we could see anything. So... Um, and that's that's really just my take on it. We can see anything. It could happen. And what are we going to do about it? Nothing. It'll just happen. Like him and Connor fighting happened. Even though I was kind of here for that. It was what it was. Um, anyways, 
Um, Abby Lace from NXT, also known as Kimberly, has been released from WWE NXT, and she's going back to the indie circuit, which I am super happy about. Um, one, I didn't like the name Abby Lace. Um, I thought it was just not a good name. I mean, I mean, it sounds it's a good regular name, I guess, but not necessarily for wrestling. I just I wasn't feeling it. But it also means that at some point, eventually, hopefully, I get to see her close to here your home and I would really love to see her wrestle in person. Uh she's definitely uh dope and one of my favorites that were on the indie scene once I started watching more of the women's wrestling on the indie scene. And she's a bad mofo. So looks why she's a bad mofo. So yeah, but anyway, uh Daniel Bryan has been cleared and able to come back and wrestle and the heavens rejoice. Uh, who doesn't want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle? Uh, one of the most over people in the last, I don't know, I'll probably even say decade, maybe. Um, why not? Why not see him wrestle? You know, what I mean, he's been saying. I mean, for the longest time, they've been saying doctors. A lot of doctors have been clearing him. So I'm glad that WWE uh, went and listened to his 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 plea case for you know to be uh, revisited and. They decided to clear him. And, I mean, what better time? It's right before WrestleMania. Um, And you guys need the pull. So why not get him in the mix, get him involved, put him on the the card, and get that money, man. Because he's definitely a draw. People are definitely going to be more excited to come if they're not already. So, yeah. um, I don't know. All, All I know is with him being cleared... Obviously, they're going to involve him in this Shane and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn angle since it doesn't look like they're going to have Sami versus Kevin again, which I think is too soon. We could wait another year for that. Um, But, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it. I guess they're going to do Daniel Bryan and Shane versus Owens and Sami. And that's cool. I mean, not totally against it, whatever. Um. It's not exactly what I thought I was going to get, but like I said, it's cool. Not against it. It is what it is. Um, but I think the real thing that most people want to see, at least I know I want to see it, is somehow either Miz get traded back to SmackDown or Daniel Bryan goes over to Raw, and I want to see the Miz and Daniel Bryan's whole ordeal fleshed out all the way now that he can wrestle again. So... I'm trying to think who else did DB have some beef with. Well, it doesn't really matter. I just want to see him in mids. I want to see that full storyline fleshed out now that Daniel Bryan can wrestle. And I thought, actually, it would have been dope if they never traded. Scenario, I'm giving a scenario situation. It would have been dope if they never traded the Miz. The Miz continued for on and off to continue to taunt Daniel Bryan and then Daniel Bryan just kind of did some moves on him and then revealed that he's been cleared. That would have been dope. But you know what? We just don't get things like that all the time in WWE. That's just, you know, planning from my head. But it is what it is, man. Regardless, happy to have Daniel Bryan back. Also, for us who like collecting figures, uh, Toys R Us has put out uh, the notice that they will be closing their stores. And that is sad. However, they blame us millennials for not having enough children. And, you know, 
And it's kind of whack to blame millennials for not having enough children. Uh, first of all, I don't know what millennials you know, but the millennials I know, they have a lot of children. And I'm pretty, I, I guess they just don't go to Toys R Us. Nine times out of ten, Toys R Us are kind of spaced out. And they're not in like, especially in like, I guess you could say urban areas. They're not near a lot of those where, honestly, there's a lot of kids in urban areas. You guys did not do your target research. Um, and they're like far out. Another one here in Delaware, the one near me, is probably about a good seven miles, maybe more away. It's not close to where I live at. I don't even think there's one in the city of Wilmington, which is where I live. Um, and the one near us is in Christiana, so which is a distance away. Um, so I don't know. Maybe you guys need to, should have done better with placing your stores in areas where there are more kids. You know, maybe you should blame yourself. Maybe you need to look at your own faults and blame you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. That's all I really have to talk about as far as the news and the rumor mill. I know that Jeff Hardy got arrested for drinking, but, you know, people get arrested for drinking every day, B. So, I want to talk a little bit about UFC 222, a.k.a. UFC Dos Dos Dos. I know it happened a couple weeks ago, but it was a great card, and I want to touch on it a little bit. Pause. Um, you had Kat Zingano versus Katlin Vieira, which was uh, not a... Completely great fight for Kazingano. Uh, just kind of struggled with some things in that fight. Um, struggled with getting getting counterpunched a lot. Um, she got she struggled with getting taken down quite a bit. Um, she also hurt her her foot in the fight, which did not help with her getting taken down. I think for like the third and final time of the fight. Um, and I was rooting for her, um, but didn't go the way that I'm pretty sure she wanted it to go that fight. But it is what it is. She'll bounce back. Um, Ketlin Vieira, um, is, uh, apparently someone that's on the, um, docket for Amanda Nunez to fight. If she doesn't, I guess, take the super fight against, um, Cyborg. Um, and Cyborg said if, uh, Amanda Nunez takes the fight against Ketlin Vieira, that she's willing to train with, uh, her, uh, with, uh, Ketlin Vieira. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. The ball's in Amanda's court. We'll see what goes now. Um, either fight to me would be cool to see the Brazilian versus Brazilian fight either way. Um, but I know that, well, we'll get to, we'll get to who I want to see cyborg fight or who most people want to see cyborg fight at the end of this part. Um, I had Stefan Struve versus Andre Arvlosky. My boy, the pit bull is back. He won the fight after winning, uh, losing five in a row. Finally got focused, got back. He looked very focused in the fight. Uh, gave uh, Struve quite a bit of a hard time, man. Uh, got a few takedowns. Um, there was some eye poking on both sides on the fight, which, I mean, it's kind of weird, but it happens. You know what I mean? Orlovsky getting a few takedowns, which was really good. Doing some good punching on Struve. Struve just, he, he looked, he, he started out looking kind of focused, but you can just kind of see like he started like losing the confidence a little bit throughout the fight. Um, and you know, Stephen Struve is a good fighter, but I like Andre Avlovsky, and I'm just glad to see that he wins. It extends his his career, and um, I think he has a, <clears throat> I think he signed up to fight Ty Tuivasa, who is a huge Samoan dude. Who uh, the last fight he had, he drunk some beer out of a boot. Um, 
We just thought that was cool to see. Uh, it was disgusting, but cool to see. And I don't know. I don't know how that's going to fare for him because Ty Tuivasa is not. He's not a little guy. He's no joke. And I don't know. It's going to be a good fight, but um, I'm very scared for Arvlovsky because that dude has punching power, and I don't know how long it's going to last. But take the fight. He's a grown man. Can do what he want. Next up, we have Sean O'Malley versus Andre Sukamath. I might have said that wrong, but you know what? I had it right two weeks ago, but I tried my best. That's all you can do. Um, this was really probably my favorite fight of the night. These two were really going for it. Um, Sean O'Malley, just a kid that I'm definitely going to keep my eye on. He definitely has some star quality, some star uh, power to him. Um, he really looked super confident out there. He hurt uh, Andre early. Is it Andre? He hurt, yeah, Andre early. Um, and he didn't quite recover in the first round once he got stung with a, uh, with a shot. Um, but eventually he was able to get himself together, coming back into the second round. But I don't know, like the dude never really caught, he never like, like he came out super hard, but never really gained his confidence back after getting knocked out like that. And it was just like, it should have ended in the first round. It really should have ended in the first round, but for whatever reason, O'Malley did capitalize on it. Dude ended up going more rounds, but O'Malley just kind of like had the fight on lock for the most part. O'Malley ended up hurting his foot at a certain part. Um, and, you know, Andre Sukumov, he tried to take advantage of it, which, I mean, it was in the third round. So he just kind of like had to outlast the third round, uh, work around through a lot of the uh, – Work around through a lot of the ground game and things like that. Eventually, he gets out of off the ground and tries to hop around on one foot, which is just like it could be. Some people may find it nuts. Some people may find it, you know, having you know bravery or whatever you want to say. But I mean, it was what it was. Dude, uh, Sean O'Malley ends up winning the fight anyway, and. I don't know. I've never seen it before, but because his leg is just so hurt, he doesn't even get off the ground. Like, he literally does his interview while he's laying on the ground. And it was just one of the most hilarious things in the world. If you can YouTube it, go YouTube it. Um, but it's just one of the funniest things in the world, just seeing the dude laying down, screaming in pain, ah, and answering the questions. It's, it's super funny. So if you, you know what I mean, you got some time, go and check it out on YouTube. It's, it's super funny. Sean O'Malley, up and coming guy. Um, then we got, no, actually, uh, I lied. Brian Ortega and Frankie Edgar might be my fighter that night. No, it's not. It wasn't. It was Sean O'Malley and Andre Sugarman. But Brian Ortega shocked the world, beating Frankie Edgar, man, knocking out Frankie Edgar, doing what has not been done often. I mean, both guys were doing a lot of striking. They both were comfortable. They both were throwing their hands, man. Like, it was just, it was just a good fight to see. Both guys throwing their hands. But Ortega caught Frankie with an elbow. And as Frankie continued to press forward, he got clipped with an uppercut. And that was the end for him. Um, didn't really expect to see it. Honestly, that fight, I really didn't know what to expect to see. I mean, Frankie Edgar is a beast. Brian Ortega is undefeated. He's a beast. And I just didn't know what would happen. I didn't know what to expect. But for what it was, it, it was a shocker. And somebody was going, and unfortunately, it was Frankie Edgar. Um, but he's already bouncing back. He's, I think he signed up for UFC, uh, I think fight night in AC, which is in a couple of weeks and he's fighting uh cup Swanson again for the second time, which will be a good fight. Hopefully 
another two guys that I like. Um, but Frankie was on his way to the title. So in Frankie's case, I hope he wins and gets back on board with that. But I think that kind of that fight that lost to to Brian Ortega just kind of set Ortega up to go forward to get the title shot. So we'll see what happens. Last but not least on that card, Chris Cyborg versus Yana Kunitskaya. Um, Kunitskaya immediately was going for the takedown with the leg. She was trying to be very aggressive with Cyborg. Um, even though it looked like Cyborg was laughing at her for most of uh, uh, most of uh, what she was trying to do, um, she was putting in her best efforts. Man, she was really you know trying hard. She was trying to be aggressive. She was trying to not let Cyborg get any type of offense off, and it just wasn't enough. Um. She even got her in the clinch. But once Cyborg got out the clinch, you know, Kunisky really was just getting caught with all types of punches. She was just, you know, trying to go for a feed again. It was nothing going down. You know, she was trying to go for kicks. It just was doing nothing. Cyborg was catching it. And it was just, it was pretty much the end. Like, once Cyborg started throwing her hands, Kunisky fell against the gate, and it was just over with. She just threw a bunch of punches until she just, like, folded. And it was over. I don't know, man. It just cyborg is nothing to play with. And at this point, they're just bringing people up from Invicta for her to just maul. At this point, the only person that that's on the a lot of people's radar, at least as far as like the blogs and stuff go, is Megan Anderson. And I wouldn't mind seeing it. I mean, she's killing everybody else. If you bring Amanda Nunez up. I don't think that's going to fare well for Amanda Nunez. And if this person is a supposed real contender for her, bring her in or bring her up and let them fight. Let's see what happens. Um, but I don't know, man. Cyborg is just, she's a cyborg. Like, she's just a whole, she's a robot. She's a whole nother being. Like, and I don't know. I think she's going to start fighting the dudes, man. Like to get some real competition because she's just like she's just killing these girls. She is. And, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Like she's just killing them. Uh, coming up, we got, we got UFC two twenty three. We got Rose uh, Namajunas versus Joanna Ujacek two, which I like both of them, but I'm more of a Joanna champion fan, so I really want Joanna to get the belt back, bounce back, get the belt, and you know. To show the true champion in her. Um, nothing against Rose, but I'm just a Joanna fan, so I don't really know what else to say. I want Joanna with the belt again. Um, we also have Tony Ferguson versus Khabib Nagamadoff, and that is going to be super dope. The two best in that class, um, I guess outside of Connor, who I believe got stripped of his uh, of the title, so this is for whoever wins out of this is the actual champion. There's no more that uh, you know, your title holder until the real title holder comes back. Um, and I just think that's that's dope. I mean, Connor obviously isn't really worried about fighting right now. You got two guys who are the best in the division who are put the title up and let these dudes rock out. Why not? You know what I mean? So, and I think this is gonna be a dope fight. Both dudes are tough. Both dudes are killers. Khabib, this is really time for him to put up and show uh, that he really wants the title. Um, and Tony Ferguson, he he says that he wants to beat everyone in the division. He won't be content until he does so. So this is a good start. Um, starting from the top, and you can go down to the bottom, bro. Uh, what else do we got coming up? Uh, we got Fight Night uh, Atlantic City, I believe, coming up. I think it's in Atlantic City. Uh, we got uh, 
Barboza versus Kevin Lee. That should be a good fight. They actually were at one of the Sixers games, and I guess they did a little promo there. Um, Kevin Lee is also a guy who has that star quality too, but it just depends on if they're going to let him go or whatever. And we also have Edgar, uh, Frankie Edgar and Cup Swanson, two, which uh, I've already talked about. It's going to be a great match, and I can't wait to see it. I uh, also kind of want to touch on Fastlane a little bit. Like I said, I know it was a couple weeks ago, but so what? Uh, Rusev and Nakamura. I thought it was good um, for what it was, um, even with uh, Rusev fighting AJ Styles uh, that Tuesday. Um, but what is it? Where do, where do you go with Rusev from here, man? Like, if you're not going to push him towards a title picture, like, put it, I think it would have worked out with him being in that whole U.S. title picture mix, um, make it a fatal four-way, and have him involved with that. Um, but, you know, WWE logic, it is what it is. They do what they want. Uh, we had Bobby Roode versus Blandy Borton. I've been skipping everything these two dudes have been doing for the most part, unless Jinder Mahal has been involved. Other than that, I have skipped it. Um, but for what it was, it was a decent match, I guess. Um only thing I really hated about the match was that you could tell Bobby Roode threw himself into the RKO. And that's one thing I just hate when people do that spot for Randy Orton. Just, you could tell they're throwing themselves up. Like, at least look like you're trying to do something in the process. Don't just throw yourself out with your hands pinned back. And we could just you're just throwing yourself into the RKO. Like, it's super noticeable. And I just, yeah, I, I just hate that. But other than that, it was a decent match, I guess, for what those two could put on. Uh, you had Carmella and Natty versus Naomi and Becky. Uh, in the words of Ron, nope. I pretty much didn't pay attention to it. Um, yeah, I just I just didn't. I uh, seen that Carmella got the pin, uh, which is cool. I guess they're going to do her versus Becky. Not really interested, to be honest, but it is what it is. I mean, cool. Uh, New Day versus Usos, which I was really looking forward to seeing. And, you know, it was it looked like it was going to be a great match. You know, you got both of the guys pulling off each other's maneuvers, which was just dope, adding to the story of the match. And then you got Kane's illegitimate sons who come down and ruin the match. Um, it was just unnecessary, in my opinion. Uh, they could have waited till Tuesday to do this. They didn't need Kane's illegitimate sons coming down during that match. They could have let that match just flourish and be as great as it should have been. But, no, they had to bring down Kane's illegitimate sons to get involved and ruin the match. And I just personally think it could have waited. They could have waited till Tuesday. It didn't need to happen right now. And that's just my personal opinion. And yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say. Except for it just could have waited. Charlotte versus Ruby Riot. I thought that was a really dope match. Um very physical match. Um definitely a coming out match for Ruby, um, as far as pay per views is concerned, and just kinda um, as being on the main roster period, um, having the Riot Squad come out, having uh, Becky and Naomi come out, having the Riot Squad bait Becky and Naomi to get into the ring and get thrown out, them getting thrown out, and just kind of the physicality of the match itself. Uh, just, you know, Ruby and Charlotte putting on a good match. Uh, Ruby kind of showing some of her stuff. The back senton was dope. Um, she definitely should use that more. Um, and it was just a good match, man. Uh, Oscar coming out at the end of that match, telling Charlotte that she chooses her to fight at WrestleMania, which is dope. We're getting a quote-unquote dream match. They're using that a lot recently. Um, I guess that's something they can say on on air now. Um, but yeah, it is a dream match. It's something dope to see. Um, and 
Yeah, I can't wait to see it. It's definitely going to be dope on the card. I just hope they let them do some dope things. And, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Um, the six-pack challenge, I thought that was really dope for what it was. I mean, excuse me, it definitely um, it definitely was entertaining. I mean, I don't know about everyone, what everyone else would think. I was entertained by seeing it during the AA to everyone starting off the match. Him and Styles kind of having their moment. Uh, everyone kind of coming back up on the ring and, and beating up Cena at the same time. Beat up John Cena. I don't know why AJ should have said that, but I guess that's just something that's forgotten in the mix. But anyway, uh, I thought that was a dope spot. Just everyone kind of jumping on Cena. Um, everyone was just moving with a lot of fluidity. Um, everything was going well. It just seemed like everyone was having great movement. Um, didn't really look like anyone was about to botch or do anything like that. So I just I thought that was cool to see, like, everyone kind of hitting their marks. Um, Corbin uh, hitting Ziggler with the plexiglass or whatever it was. It was a dope spot to add in. Um, AJ getting AA through the announce table, which kind of just took him out for a second. But, I mean, I, I knew he was going to win. So, I mean, it's just like, all right, you take him out for a second, make it look like he's not going to win. And somehow he's going to get back and win, which eventually he did. Uh, Zane Owens um, doing the whole pin thing and that I thought that was just dope to add to their storyline a little bit just kind of you know Sammy act like he was going to take the pin and then you know trying to roll up uh, Owens and then uh, just the whole interference with Shane happening uh, KO kicking Shane and Shane pulling uh, ruining the pin for KO and then ruining the pin for Sammy Zane and just added to their story I thought that was really really dope especially going into Tuesday just thought it was dope. AJ getting the win, of course, which gives us the dream match of him versus Nakamura still, where Nakamura says he will win with a knee to face. Cool. Cool, bro. What do you think? But um, yeah, I just thought it was thought it was dope for what it was, man. Um, I mean, it is what it is. Can't ask I mean you could ask for more, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. It was a setup for things to come, uh, which I don't know. It was only, it's weird because the only person moving forward from there, you got Cena who's kind of doing something. You got AJ who's doing something. You got KO and Sammy who's doing something. You don't really have Ziggler doing anything. You don't really have Baron doing anything, but they're like not fighting each other, which I mean, that probably would have been a setup for there to do something, but you know. It's just, you know, someone with a brain thinking. Um, anyways, I'm kind of moving on to some of the things, I guess, during the week that have been <clears throat> going on. The whole Roman and Brock thing, I think what they're doing with them is really good. Um, just kind of letting Roman talk off the hip a little bit. And you can just tell it's, it's, it's so much better just hearing him talk off the hip rather than kind of and he may be I don't I doubt he's cue carding because he just doesn't sound as terrible as usual um and I think that, like I said before they should let him talk off the hip a lot more just let him kind of say what he feels or what he's saying because it comes off better especially when he's saying what he feels and he's saying in a lot less words it just comes off way better um and just kind of what him and Brock have been doing well well mostly him because Brock just showed up this past week but um, what he's been doing has been great. Just kind of, you know, gearing to the fans. Brock doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about his company. You know, there's guys in the back. We're here day in, day out. Brock doesn't really come. And it's kind of crazy because I've kind of felt the same way too a little bit. Like, 
we don't see the title on TV except for around certain pay reviews when Brock shows up and like I'm ti- I'm kind of tired of that. Like I would rather see the title on TV week after week. Someone having a title on on the TV week after week. Um, I don't even really care if it's, it's Roman. Um, at least he's there. Uh, especially if you're going to give the title to Roman, you're going to let him talk and not cue card him to death. I think there's some great things that can come from it. Um, especially since he's the the big dog of the yard now. Why not let I mean, why not put the title on him and, and let him talk and see what he can do, man? Like for real. Like don't cue card him to death. Don't have him doing stupid slogans. Just let him do his thing. Um, but yeah, what 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 him and Brock did this past week, him getting handcuffed and getting beat up by Brock, I thought it was great. Um what he's been saying about Brock, I thought it's great. I think it's great. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what they do the next re- remaining couple of weeks going into WrestleMania. I think it'll be dope. Um, what else we got? This whole Cena and Taker angle. Um, I think it's a couple years late as anyone would. Um, I don't. I just plan on enough. We're gonna get it. I really don't want to see him versus Kane at WrestleMania. I don't think we're gonna get that, but. I guess we could deal with it for the next couple of weeks until Taker decides to show up or if he decides to show up, whatever would have you. But I don't know, man. It's I guess if I don't know, I, I just feel like it's a couple of years late. Um, I guess if they're going to do it, do it. Um, but it's years late. Um, if Taker comes back, he's fully fit and he's just like really, you know, able to put on the show I'm with it but the last couple matches have just been like it's been kind of rough to watch him go through like the last few years it's been it's been rough to watch him go through so I don't know I just would rather him be smart about it if you don't really got it in you anymore just take the time off and relax bro like don't don't stress yourself but he's a grown man he's gonna do what he wanna do so I don't tell him um the whole Ronda Rousey thing, I mean, she's here now. We have her in the match with Kurt Angle going against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, which is cool, kind of something, an angle that you would expect going into WrestleMania. But the whole thing moving on from here is, what does she do after WrestleMania? Is she going to be on the show every week? Or is she going to become like another Brock Lesnar? Is she going to be an attraction? She'll pop up at certain pay-per-views or whatever. And I think for me, that's just the most thing I'm so anxious to see. Like after Mania, what does what does it look like with her being in the company? Um, And I'm just I'm just super curious to see that. Like, how does it look going forward with her being there? Is she there every week? Is she going to be just a a spectacle? How are you going to use her moving forward? I mean, you guys have a tough time booking guys who are there every week. Like how? How are you going to book someone who has this much attraction to them? And how are you going to book them every week or even when if they're not every week, which she says she wants to be treated like everyone else. But come on, you haven't been there every week so far. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just curious to see what, what they're going to do with her, how they're going to use her. But, I mean, other than that, it is what it is. I know Vince is kind of interested in signing some other people from the USC. Uh, I know he's been interested in Connor and different forms of faction. He's also I've also read something that he was interested in Paige Van Zandt, who 
that I honestly may make sense because I don't know about her MMA career. Um, she's let me down multiple times in fights. So I don't know. WWE may be, uh, to me, it would make more sense for her to go over than anyone else because she's still young. She's still cute-faced. No offense to anyone out there who may have a problem with me saying that, but she's a cute girl. She is. Um, and she hasn't really done much with her potential in, in, in MMA. And I think, like, if you switch her over to WWE, she can do some great things. So that's just my opinion on that. Um, the ultimate deletion. I have not laughed at a segment on WWE for a long duration of time as much as I laughed at the ultimate deletion. I just had, I, I just couldn't stop laughing. It was just so funny to me. Why is there a ref? Why is there a ring? Uh, why do they have more entrance jackets? I just found everything completely funny about it. The The funniest part was Bray running through the field, at, uh, hitting the statues with the kendo stick and, and Matt just kind of running behind him, just kind of poking his head out. And then they played like they played like the they sped up him running around and they played like the old comedy music. It was just so funny. It was just like, why are they doing this? And it was one of those things was like it was so bad that it just was funny. And I guess that I mean that's what the original deletion was too, in a sense. But it was just so funny, just like kind of like, why are they doing this? Like WWE is really airing this. They're really doing this. And the funny part is, Michael Cole apologized for us seeing it before they went into it. So that just made it even more hilarious that he apologized for us watching it. Uh, the mower of lawn bit was super funny because Bray Wyatt was laying one way as Matt Hardy was getting on the lawnmower or the mower of lawn. And then he was laying the complete opposite way as he starts the lawnmower and like comes towards him. And it was just, it was just funny, man. I, I literally laughed and cracked up the entire time I watched it, man. So I don't know what's going on WWE, but I mean, for as bad as that was, it was just as entertaining and good. So I guess I should thank you. But I mean, you waited all this time to get them back just to do that. So you did it. So now where do you move on from it? I, I mean, you yet again killed Bray Wyatt. So. I don't know, man. What was the part? What's the purpose of him having the power of Sister Abigail if he can't do anything? He can't win matches. So I don't know. We got WrestleMania coming up, man. Um, not really that excited for it. Uh, to be honest, I mean, there's some, I guess, decent matches on it, some good matches on it, but I just don't feel the hype like I usually do around WrestleMania. Maybe it's just because it's not as close. Or maybe it's just because it's not as greatly booked as it probably could be. But I don't know, man. It's what it is. We'll see what happens as week, weeks go by. If you know, I get more excited or if I just don't. Um, like I said, we'll see what happens. But um, they also released WWE 24 Empowered uh, about uh, the women's uh, revolution, the women's movement, especially surrounding uh, the Women's Royal Rumble. Um I thought it was a good, I mean, 24 definitely do great documentaries. I mean, they did a great one for Bill. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to have a bad one, I guess. Um, but I thought it was dope. They kind of went through the history of just uh, with different women um, 
in, in wrestling have done and how they've kind of led up to just the history-making moments to even the Royal Rumble now and kind of going afterwards with the um, the Elimination Chamber. And I just thought it was super dope to see um, them just giving the women the shine and just kind of, especially um, surrounding the uh, Royal Rumble, which I was not able to attend because some jerk sold me a fake ticket. But maybe it's my dumbness for buying a ticket. Outside of a box box office, so you know, I'll, I'll take my I'll take my responsibility in, in in that part. But you know what? He's a jerk because you know I, I'm a really you know, we're not gonna go there. We're just gonna leave it alone. Osa. All right. So it was just a it was a really good second uh uh episode of Twenty Four Man. I thought it was dope. Just kind of seeing the behind the scenes stuff, seeing them set up the match, and just kind of seeing them show light on just what led up to it. Um, just all of the women's history as far as wrestling goes, and just kind of what led up to that. I thought it was really, really dope, man. So it was good. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's worth watching. Definitely, though. All the other 24s are worth watching, too. They have great series, even the one about Bill. Um, it was cool for the most part. Um, this weekend, if you're listening, we will, uh, me and the rest of the Matt Madness brethren will be at House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer's promotion. We're always there. We always support. Um it's always a good time. It's always a great card. Um, last time we almost rioted in the building uh, on behalf of Tommy Dreamer. It's always a great time, man. Um, if you don't have tickets, look it up. House Hardcore Philadelphia. Get tickets. It's worth uh, coming to see. The tickets are mad affordable. It's definitely a good time. I don't know what else to tell you, man, except for we're always there. We always enjoy it. Get tickets. Come through. If you see us, holler at us. You know what I mean? I don't know what else to tell you. Um, Make sure you check out the other Matt Madness shows. The Matt Madness Weekly Show. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out Falls Count Anywhere. Make sure you check out the new show that I started with my boy Tevin Davis called Super Madness. Touching on uh, comic book uh, things and uh, comic book movies, superhero movies and such shows. Uh I got to get into Jessica Jones, too, so we can cover that. Also, the Avengers is coming up. Deadpool's coming up. So, And knowing us, too, we will definitely see those. Um, but, yeah, so we got plenty of content out there, man. Also, they've been doing uh, the throwback madnesses for uh, WrestleMania uh, every Monday uh, uh, throughout the past month. So make sure you go and check those out as well. We also have uh, – oh, God, what was that? Um, we also have uh, – I don't know, man. We just have a lot of stuff. Mad Madness is out here. We're doing a lot of great things. You can Google us. You can go to the website. Um, and yeah, we're just doing a lot of great things out here, man. Keep, keep up with us. Catch up with us. And yeah, just be a part of the movement. So for uh, this episode of The Perfect Edge, this has been The Face of the Hill, The Mouth of the Bout, The Whole Effort Podcast, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Don Strowman, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, the Don of a New Nation, Don Gerard Flames, the Big Sauce Man, Don DiBiase, Don Delaware, the Don Voltine Dream, the man that gravity remembered. Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, and this has been another episode of The Perfect Edge. Holla, if you hear me. This is bigger than me. Yeah, I'm just making it clear. Give me the space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care. 
it if they with or they against. We don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch. My team got it on clinch. If the scene that you ain't green, then we gon' lean at your expense. This angle but has a twist. Just to hear one for a real one. Left lane deals for a real one. And they know the fake from the real ones. You hear that guitar riff? They switch up the stands quick. They think we want Hollywood. You can't understand it. You see who I stand with? My team is outstanding. We came with a plan, but see your plans with you handed. You hear that guitar riff? They switch up the stands quick. They think we want Hollywood. You can't understand it. You see who I stand with? My team is outstanding. We came with a plan, but see your plans with you handed.